check it out. We go to another song. Log Talk Radio. Happy New Year. It's 2020. We here. Y'all, this is a special show. We here on a Monday night. You know, we usually do it uh, Wednesday, Wednesday uh, 9 p.m., but we here. We here live. Brand new show. Yeah, we talking about the Barbershop Talk. If you don't know by now, I don't know where you've been. It's all over my page, all over everything. We're having the Barbershop Talk tomorrow at New Birth at the church. 7 to 9 p.m., Columbus, Ohio, right here, 3475 Refugee Road. We'll be bringing it again, y'all. We're doing it again. Uh, Barbers, healthcare professionals, we bring them together to talk about mental health. So that's the the purpose for this show is to say, what is barbershop talk? You see it all over the Internet. Barbers are talking about it. They're doing it. But what is it? What's the purpose of it? Where did it come from? So we got my man Chris Burke. He gonna come on the show with us tonight, and we going live. Well, if you're in the Barber Society, you can see it. I'm about to change it up, so um, you know I'll go live here in a minute. We can get it get it cracking a little bit. But um, you're in the Barber Zone number five six three nine 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 three four zero four. It's BarberZoneRadio.com. Uh, check us out BlogTalkRadio.com slash BarberZone. Call in. Listen to what we're talking about. We're only doing a 30-minute show today. It's usually an hour, but we want to get it in and talk about what is the barbershop talk? What are these events that uh, individuals are asking you to come to? So we're going to talk about it here in a little bit in the barber zone. Um, hold on. Give me a second. I, I got to get mine so I can go ahead and try to get my Facebook live on, too. So um, it's a... Uh, Nah, just call it. Just call. Just call in the five six three nine 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 three four zero four, and that's the um, <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, that this ain't gonna work for the lot. What's going on, y'all? So, but let me see. I'm about to see if we doing the um, get my Facebook live going on. We might might just have to go over there. Yeah, Burke's doing videos in in 2019. But y'all, the barbershop talk. That's you know. I know y'all seeing it all the time, but what is it? You know, what's the purpose? Why are we doing these things? So, um, let's give us a second. You know, we just put this show together real quick, but you know, it ain't nothing put put something together real quick. We barbers, we moving and shaking. So, um, the number five six three nine 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 three four zero four. We talking about barbershop talk. This one right here, y'all. A lot of people have a lot of reasons on what they do in barbershop talk, but if you know me, the whole thing right now is about mental health. So we're going to be talking about mental health, you know, bringing together the resources of the mental health community and the barbershop. So 
Let's see, that's what we'll be talking about. So I'm about to see if I can go here at Facebook Live real quick and see if we can catch everything that's going on. Let's see here. All right. So, yeah, we're going to do it here. All right, let's see. All right, what's going on, y'all? It's your man, Sir We're right here. Um, we're going live. We're doing this show about barbershop talk. So I decided to do a, a show today, let let y'all know what it is. So uh, what's going on, Facebook? Let's see. I think it's just recording right now. Nah, we're going to try to go live. We're um, it's, it's, it's the first show of the year, y'all. So um, thank you. We're happy to be in 2020. This is awesome. You know, we never thought we'd be here. So, But now it's really, really time for the work to begin. We're talking about, let me see. We're still recording live. Let's see. See how we get it going. This technology, we got too much going on here at the shop with the technology and everything, so let's see. All right, y'all. Um, Burke, I don't know if we're recording or not, so we're going to turn it like this. We're going to try to do it live. Well, if you could put your phone up there or something, but, uh, yeah. Nah, go ahead and call the number, the 563-99-3404. And we're going to talk about it, y'all. Girl, my man, Chris, Chris Burke, if you, you know, you already know, been doing this for a long time, and this man right here, we you know we sparked it off together with uh with the with the sister Tiffany and see if uh see if we can get her on the line today too you know um cuz the whole thing was about bringing the conversations that we have in the barbershop the organic conversations the times when men open up and express their feelings and what's going on and replicate replicate that in little forums where we can bring it. And first of all, we was bringing young men in and giving them an opportunity to express themselves and give them some free haircuts and, you know, feed them and all that stuff. So, And it's just blossomed into so much more. So um, without further ado, I'm going to bring my man Chris Burke in here so we can talk about that and hopefully we can get um, – and hopefully we can get Tiffany on here too. So uh, – Chris Burke, welcome to the Barbara Zone. My man, what's happening? Got me here in here groove. That's what's up. Um, Barbershop talk, like you said, we started this about eight or nine years ago. You don't have to go over the cuts. I guess it's the uh, reverse. You got the echo? Hey, hey y'all, we're trying to do it live and everything, but, you know, I, I might have to step away real quick. So let's see. Because it, it was in my so, head yeah. and it was reverbing. So anyway, yeah, so we started this about eight or nine years ago, and uh, we wanted to help young people. That was our focus. And so, uh, and we also wanted to help parents, and I think that was kind of cool how we set this up. We actually took days that in Columbus, Ohio, um, students were out of school, but parents still had to go to work. So that was the day that we wanted to actually serve parents by doing getting the young men to come out and do something that was going to be positive, and we kept them all day. Uh, we would sit there and talk with them, and it was really hard at first, and I'm sharing this part because it has everything to do with how you can grow a program like what we've done with Barbershop Talk. When we actually talked to them, we had to recognize that it was going to be a rough road for them to start sharing themselves, and so uh, 
I mean, literally, we had kids that's like, you know, shoot, I'm just here because my mama said, and she dropped me off, and I don't want to be here. But, you know, we had a target goal in the conversation, and that first thing was to open them up. And one of the important parts of that is we fed them. So we went to that process, and mm-hmm. we had a quick lunch. And the very things that we talked about that they were hesitant to share were the very same things that started kind of coming together when we were, you know, we were um, breaking bread with the kids. Um, those conversations grew around an eight-foot-long table to one big conversation. <laughs> right after that break, yeah. we had already set up our stations, and um, and we set the space up like a barbershop. So we had the chairs set up, and we had a line of chairs for the guys that were waiting. And, again, just like the barbershop, this conversation began to mold between the kids and then be- then the people who were waiting were chiming in and we were able to ask questions to get answers like we hadn't before. And this is probably about a three and a half hour, four hour time span. Uh, we went from, I don't want to be here to, you know, who's your role model. That was real pivotal when it was who's your role model. And it came up that it's not my dad, you know, um, it's not my dad. Yeah. That, yeah, was the, that, 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 that was that was that was probably the craziest thing because yeah, yeah. he's right because those young men came in right. and they were reluctant you know the the, the slumped shoulders and uh, and you know just the uninterested look but by the time we started cutting and eating they got comfortable and then they then they wanted to pour out their souls. That they had an opportunity to talk when they <laughs> couldn't before, and some of the things that came out of those little dudes' mouths was like, "Great." Uh, and right. and the thing is, if you remember, Chris, we recorded that, but ah. we didn't get we didn't get the parental uh, signatures, so I didn't want to post it because right. some of the stuff these young men were saying was so powerful. Right. I didn't want to one. I, I didn't want to one embarrass the parents that they was talking about, but the stuff these young men had the opportunity to say was just so powerful that uh, I think I got to find it. I'm going to have to share it now. Cause that's been, what, seven, eight years ago? But it's Right. And I think when, it, when you know, when we deal with uh, platforms like this, we always have to measure our outcomes. And the one thing about outcomes is these very kids who didn't want to be there in the first place didn't want to leave. And, I, and, I, and if I can say anything about the effects of some people like the leaders that we that we parlay with in the industry would take the opportunity to do the same things, you would have a huge change in your community. Now, I mean, you know, does it start off fire like that? I don't know. It did for us. But I think we kind of, you know, already each and every one of us talking and listening, we all do this at the barbershop to some level. And, you know, when we dealt with the other organization that helped us out, they connected us with some really great information. And once they saw what we were doing, they partnered with us, and that would be Ohio State University. And so one of the reasons that, you know, people who know, you know, that I don't live in Columbus anymore, one of my goals is, and I've been working on it, got a lot of people in support, is to actually do the same thing with Indiana University, where I'm at Bloomington, Indiana. But, you know, Again, anybody who wants to do this, I'm sure that we'll we'll support them. I know Chavez and I will because we're passionate about it. And then you know the people that oh, yeah. that we connect with, they'll support us and support you directly. I, that's just how they are. Oh, good yeah. people. 
So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, y'all, it's, 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 and it's a beautiful feeling at the end of the day that you're helping individuals come through whatever they're going through, whether it's young men with the adolescent problems or it's, um, you know, a young brother that's 24, 25, that's now a father and now has to have family responsibilities and he's not, he doesn't have any outlets. These things give them outlets like the barbershop does. So, but now we're able to bring them and give them uh, mental health professionals that are able to give them that, that clinical stuff that they need. So, yeah, you, hey, you, let's see. You're in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez Moment, right here at Barber Zone Radio, barberzoneradio.com. Five six three nine 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 three four zero four. Uh we're talking about what is barbershop talk? So I see we got uh I see we got a couple other people on the line. Somebody from a three oh two. That's like Delaware type East Coast area. So we'll we'll get you here in line in a second. I see you press one so you wanna to add to this topic, but um let's see. Yeah, so y'all we are live. We're going right here in the barbershop. I'm not at the house like I usually am, so if you hear something in the, in the background, hey, that's the barbershop. That's what we do. So, we right, right. so uh, I'm here with my man, Chris Burke. Y'all, we're getting ready. And the reason for this quick show, this is a quick one, a little 30-minute show, is to tell you about barbershop talk because we're having barbershop talk at New Birth Christian Ministry tomorrow. We're having it at a church. And usually, excuse me. And, and and usually when we have these these barbershop talks, we've had them at schools. Uh, well, I guess both of them have been at schools, or we have them in the barbershop or some type of other setting. And one thing we were always talking about: where can we go to where men really open up and really want to talk, and this can be really really beneficial. And we kept talking about we need to get linked up with a church, a church, church. And, you know, one of my clients, Brother Les Morris, uh, one of the heads of the men's ministry, we was talking. I said, Brother, why don't we do a barbershop talk at the church? Because, y'all, the church is where, uh, and we just got to put it like this. We go to the gym. It's, 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 it's the new year. Everybody got their New Year's resolution. I'm going to work out. 2020, better be, new vision. So we work on our physical men. If you're in church, you, you, you work on your spiritual men. But the one we we kind of forget about is our mental man, our head, that that, that stress and that trauma we went through. Or how do we deal with that stuff? So that's what the barbershop talk is about, and we're doing it in a church. So y'all, this 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 one right here should be really really impactful because it's already a setting where men are comfortable with open up and sharing their feelings. So I'm excited. We've got um. A lot of facilitators coming in. Uh, this time we linked up with, of course, Ohio State Star, you know, Stress Trauma and Recovery Center with uh, Sarah and her team. But we've also linked up with some health and wellness people. So we got a lot of we got a lot of good stuff coming tomorrow. So if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area, I need you to be at Newburgh Christian Ministries, 3475 Refugee Road, between 7 and 9 p.m. So y'all. Come get your head right with your man at Barbershop Talk. So I see we got a few people on the line, and um, I see you've got some 614, some people that just might be at the Barbershop Talk tomorrow. So if you want to say something and you want to let the people know what you're bringing to the Barbershop Talk tomorrow, press 1. So 
without further ado, and, and this is how we do it if it's your first time being on the show. I'm going to give you area code and your first three numbers. I don't want to give out your whole math unless you want to do it. So we got uh, coming from the 302 777 9311. But no, that ain't it for real. 302 777. Welcome to the Barber Zone. Who are we talking to this evening? What's up, Shazam? You're skills. Skills. What's up, man? What's up? I called for my shot phone I... number. My, my cell phone won't charge. That's why you recognize my number. This is my, my, my barbershop yeah. number. Okay, okay. What's going on, Phil? Happy New Year to you, man. Happy New Year to you, man. You know, I had to get on your, your show for the New Year. I had to get on. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, I'm here, man. Me and Chris Burke, man, we actually here in the shop, bro. So we should yeah, yeah, I hear it. I hear it. That's, that's a good thing, man. Well, I might try to do that program down in Delaware y'all doing up there. Hey, man, oh, yeah. hey, bro. Sure. If you want to do it, holler at me and Chris, man, and we'll come and do it because this is, this is something we need all over the country, man, because we got, we got men out here. That 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 are suppressing some traumas and stuff that they've been dealing with all their lives and that you know not handling in, in the proper way. We got brothers, you know, committing suicide and you know murder suicide and and doing negative things in the community and to themselves. So the, all we're trying to do, brother, is, is, is give some brothers some outlets so they can get what's off their chest and also add you know some 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 therapeutic some. Healthcare resources for them to go to. So when they need to talk, you know, it's taboo in our community to to talk about you know stress and trauma and all that and go see a therapist. But you know, it's cool to be a thug and it's cool to to mug people, but it ain't cool to take care of your, your mental man. So this this what we're talking about. Right, right, right. Yeah. I just got on to say what's up, man. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a text you so you can, you know, let me know what's how to get it started. I might try to do one down in Delaware in my shop. You know, I got a big shop, so I can, I can easily yeah, fit yeah. like 80 people in my shop sitting down. Yeah, yeah. So, so, let, brother, let's do it. Hey, I, I, hey. Anyway, you know, and I, I know I don't only speak for myself. I speak for Chris, but however we can help the people, man, we're gonna be there to help the people. Hey, 
But we're we, we going to talk because that's a whole other show, and, and that is something that we need, need to talk about is the licensings of barbers and how the absence. And me, me and Chris and, and me, we just here laughing about uh, a brother that lost his license here in Ohio, and he went to another state that's not stringent on license, so he could cut hair. We just was talking about that. Right, right. Yeah, it's just I, amazing. Sure, so, you know, and, either and it's just, I don't know where it's going, but, you know, outside the United States, they're getting licensed, they flying to the United States, they charge you $50, they're kicking the black barber out of existence. Yep. So, yes, sir. Hey, much love Can to I you, man. Go, go, go yeah, on and knock them out. And, 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 in, in the Long Beach joint, and I'm gonna have to get out there one day. So yeah, yeah, it's not I just totally uh, I think we be in New York too. So just you know, we don't be yeah, we be at all the big at the show. We don't do the small stuff stuff no more. But you know, we still they still booking us, yeah. so we still in the game. So just let us know. Well, yeah, I, hey, I, I, for sure we could do that in New York. But hey, man, appreciate you. Much love, man. And, hey, uh, you too. Appreciate the support all, all day, right. man, since the day one. Peace. That's great right, skills, right, y'all. You in the barber zone with your man Chavez right here, and we talking about. Barbershop talk. What is the barbershop talk? So you know, I wish I, I wish we could get um Sister Tiffany on here to talk about it. He Let cool. Live barbers on doing because he 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 in the church. He made him at one of the shows. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, I, I had a back there talking in the background, so I had to put him on. I had to put you on mute one time, bro. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, we talking about barbershop talk and. With my man Chris, you know, and that was a crazy thing. Well, well, first of all, big up Chris. You you, you done messed around and got your license and everything, and right, you be all uh, right. official in Indiana <laughs> and everything. So that we can let the cat out the bag, y'all. Hey, Chris didn't have no barber license. He was a he was a a, a barber that got kicked out of school and and used his resources and got a cosmetology license and was doing his double thing. So big up to man for 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 getting it done. Miss Betty would be so proud of you, yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. But y'all, hey, hey, Chris, hold on, man. I I I, I see it, man. The 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 blessing is happening. I see. Uh, look like Miss Tiffany is on the phone. All right. Uh, Miss Tiffany, would you please press one so I can get you on the line and we can talk about this barbershop talk and where it came from and your whole vision and everything. Because I see you there, right there. So I'm, I'm going to get you on here in a hot second. But, yeah, y'all, um, the sister that I'm bringing, about to bring on here is the one – at least with myself, that that sparked the the whole barbershop talk um, thing we're doing. Because right now, barbershop talk is like a a, a a catch word in the industry, and everybody wants to do a barbershop talk. But me and Burke and Miss Tiffany been doing this job for it's almost ten years now. You know what I mean? Eight nine years when she gave us the call and asked us like. Boom. Will y'all do this? Will y'all have this conversation with the young men and give them some free haircuts? And, you know, I, hey, I, we always gave free haircuts, do back to school and Christmas haircuts and all that stuff, but we had never really, really, really incorporated structured conversation. It was always what was going on. Uh, at that time, but never really structured conversation to give the individuals a room a voice that they never had before. So 
Well, I got the call, you know, and it was called Cuts and Conversations. Okay, sure, I'll do it. Let's see what it is. But never knew how impactful it would be. So, y'all, without further ado, I'm going to bring this Tiffany Hendricks on the line. And so we can be blessed with, you know, hearing from her vision and everything. Miss Tiffany, you're in the barber zone. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well. How are y'all doing? Hey. I am awesome. I'm over here grinning like a Cheshire cat right now. <laughs> I just, me too, because I forgot. I always think about the event as the first thing. Well, now I remember when we, where we were, <laughs> we were talking about. That's crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we a, a lot comes space, from. Bro. I let her tell yeah. the story. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were with kids. <laughs> in the mm-hmm. creative space, um, mm-hmm. at, at the Museum of Art, they had open studio for teens, and we were, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what kicked it off other than just synergy, like, hey, what can we do? Because um, I've been running, you know, operating youth programs for some time, and started the work with the Lighthouse Family Center serving girls and it's eat like we can girls can chat anywhere, right? Like we could go <laughs> if there's if there's mm-hmm. food and a little bit of, you know, sense of safety then we're gonna chat. But I didn't know how to get young men to provide a safe space for young men. Um and that became the passion. So shared some of that with him and he's like, Hey, how about a barber shop? Um and it just it sprung from there, and it was amazing. So mm-hmm. just even how we came up with the idea, the fact, conversation, it just, it just was a, a casual conversation that spurred the concept itself. And the yeah. commitment when we got done. <laughs> and, and you followed through. You made it happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We said, okay, all we need is the space. I'll find, I'll find mm-hmm. some young men, got some some of my friends' sons together, um, young men from other programs. I love the response of parents who really, um, they were excited about, especially moms, were excited about providing a space for their sons um, to be able to open up and to get a free cut. But them knowing <laughs> who was going to be in the room with them really mattered. Making yeah. sure it was a blessing to the parents was, something that only you could have brought to the table. It's kind of funny. When I do barbershop consulting, I see so many things that I could tell was a guy's idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, mm. uh, yeah. And so being working in beauty salons, I can kind of spot things that, you know, that a, a woman who's conscious about the environment would hit on that men wouldn't. And so that was that was the magic to begin with, you know, just for us to come together and then say, not only do you want to benefit the, the kids, but you want to benefit the parents. And I think that you got parent, parental traction from that, right? To yeah. help expand your other stuff. Right. And so that's some of the things that we've been missing because we're not getting that voice all the time. A lot of times we do, but then, you know, it's kind of hard to play the passion that you bring to it while you're still playing the professional and you've got the doctrine that you got to follow. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm just, I, I just love to have you here in this conversation because 
Yeah, yeah. And that's what Chavez and I were talking about, too, was that it's a word now. It was not a word. It wasn't yeah. before. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't, we, we had cut we the conversation. We were just doing it. We, then after that, we coined, we wanted to do the second one, and we said, let's just call it Barbershop Talk. And now everybody mm-hmm. all over the country yeah. is doing it. All over the yeah. country. It's, it's, it's a barbershop. And, 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 see what it, and see what it's blossomed into. Now, now, we, now we've added a mental health piece to it. Yeah. Where that's you well, know now it's where grown men are opening up and everything. But hey, hey Tiff, hold on one second before you do this. Hey y'all, this was a thirty minute show, so we got like a minute left on the show, but we're gonna do some overtime. We're just gonna be here and talking. So thank you for thank you for joining the Barber Zone tonight, being in here with your man Chavez, got my man Chris Burke, got Miss Tiffany here, and we're talking about barbershop talk, yo. Make sure you come out tomorrow. New birth. If you're in the Columbus, Ohio area, you know what new birth is at. Meet us from seven to nine. We got barbers. We got healthcare resources, healthcare professionals, facilitators that will be in the area, and we're gonna be talking about mental health with the men of God. So, yeah, thank you for being in the barber zone. But we're going in overtime right now. So, uh, Miss Stephanie. Yes. Well. Well, yeah, yeah, right. That's yours. We got you. Oh, okay. You. I was um I was just gonna say that is for me it is mental and emotional health for our young men. I mean, really, conversation does that. So to be able to connect men who care about you know young men and have something to share and who are vulnerable, that was key too. That you all were vulnerable and sharing your story, your insights and wisdom, um, and that we didn't just talk. We made it interactive. Remember that, Chris? We did icebreakers. Mm-hmm. Oh, them yeah, to bond. the icebreaker. Yeah, when they bonded, they had <laughs> so to get out without letting go. just sitting in the chair. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was always yeah. more than just sitting in the chair. They got yeah. up and moved around. Yeah. They touched yeah. each other. I don't like, bring that <laughs> to the table. Yeah, like you had young men who never met each other, like sitting on each other. Remember we did the one where they laid on each other and stuff? Yes. They had to bond. They had to build together in that short space of time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And And just to point out how important and critical this is, we had probably 15 to 18 kids there that day. And one said his dad was the was was his role model. You remember that? No, 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 no. It was it, it was it was actually two of them. It was two of them, but actually three three young men because two of them was brothers. Remember, it was the one two the one yeah, yeah, yeah. that said they dad okay. they dad was a role model, and then there was another boy that was with them that said his dad. Yeah. But the other ten, whatever twelve. Okay, so they, and one yeah. was at home, the other one wasn't, but he had a distant relationship. With yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and then so, the one little boy dad, he would, would come around, but he didn't like it because he would come around drunk. And then the other one yeah. would take him around the women and stuff like yeah. Well, and and it went thing. all the way past that, and then they started talking about their mamas. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> but was, again, like oh, the, they had a safe space. They felt like okay, yeah, I've been waiting right. for the opportunity to tell another caring adult 
about my business without yes. feeling like I'm putting my fa- I'm throwing my family under a bus, right? So they were yeah. they were really they once once yeah. we were able again to build that safe space, oh, they just cracked yeah. open and shared from their heart, and that's what that's what I mean. Like that's mental health, right? Like that's that's. Yeah. 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 Cultivating. They were healthier the, from the, it. Exactly. The, 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 see, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tim, right here, that we do this every day in the barbershop. So for us, it's like daily operation, daily practice, until we get somebody like yourself or a healthcare professional that sees the interactions that we have in our clients and that we have in the shop with there's five chairs in here that we have with the other four people. It's a it's a conversation with ten different men that you know yeah. doesn't happen organically outside these walls, and until somebody like yourself or a healthcare professional sees that interaction, we don't realize that that's mental health. We just look at it that yeah. my client my, my client come in here and they talk and they pour to us, and that's just what we do. So it's it's, it's thank you that it's individuals like yourself and individuals like Sarah and the OSU Star, Star and Trauma team and Kim yes. that, are there, that are outside, that y'all come from the outside and see the work that we're doing and know that we can do even greater work if we have uh, help from, you know, outside professional, you know, sources. So yes, thank yes. you for stuff like that because yes. we don't even, we're, us as barbers, we don't even realize the impact that we have on individuals' lives until individuals from the outside of the barbershop circle, see what we do. So that's that, uh, that's think, one thing. Like for me, it was just going to cut hair with some young men and have some fun and be a positive example to them, and you know, feed them, and you know, basically support my <laughs> man Chris. And because you was connected with Chris, I supported you. So yeah, that's how that, that's how that whole thing was. But mine was just. Go with Chris, you know, and help him, you know, cut some little man's hair and, and, and have a conversation with him, not knowing that how powerful those those few three hours was there because, you know, it was me and Chris and, and, and Tim and Lamont. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just we, we never know that what almost eight years and some change later that, we're, we're, that, we've, that we've got such the momentum and the traction and now we have a buzzword that, Never was around the barbershop talk and the cuts and conversations. And I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I feel some type of way when I see somebody doing cuts and conversations and they ain't check with one of us and be like, "Yo, y'all know where we come from." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I haven't personally oh, seen it. I don't get offended. Oh, I haven't God. personally seen it. I don't. I don't get offended. There's a lot of different things I've seen, you know, in a community that um, resemble. Um, But for me, that's, again, there's still, and you guys said this, there's a uniqueness to whatever, you know, is started, that pilot. And so it doesn't doesn't belong. It's community. So it's really just a testament to the need being met or, you know, people seeing the need and trying to address it. And to me, that's really what matters. Um, but I know, and I had this conversation with a, a young man today, like I know if there was some synergy there in that beginning, and then honestly, I really did enjoy, you know, O Sharp at, at um, different strokes, his 
his heart of giving right. them He's in the that space, like we had 30 boys one time, like all in one yeah, big property. Up to too. Yeah, big up to O Shop and and, yeah. and, and, and the 360 Barbershop, yeah, because that's, that's dope too. So, and the Rob and all them over yeah. there, that, that, yeah, that's yeah. dope too, because yeah, we so, did that have was like the other thing is like, almost, how can it, we? It was almost 30 boys there for real, yeah. Being able to get yeah. the different sides of town to reach different communities started to be an idea to a concept but the actual meet you know Chris talks about this I think all the time and I'm I hear what you're saying now more than you know maybe even before is that the way we did it though the way we do it is unique it's it's definitely because it gets them out the chair but in the shop and then they get in the chair by the time they're in the chair it's more like reinforcement or, you know, like of what's already been talked about. Um, it gets you guys from behind the chair um, before yeah. you have to do some cutting. So I think there's just a way that it's facilitated that makes it stand out. Absolutely. Yeah, now, I've done, yeah. I've done several um, outside of the bubble. And when people are just inviting me in to do it and they're doing all the creation, it's there's no talk, absolutely none. That's how far. That's how this buzzword has created something that people don't really understand. Um, so you know, one of the things we talked about it. We were in a creative space. We both prayed on it beforehand. Chavez came in mm-hmm. support. You know, you had the right people. Um, we actually created. We allowed you to c- contribute because we wouldn't have been. I mean, we wouldn't have been having. <laughs> Fun, I mean, what do you call icebreaker games? We wouldn't have been doing that, right. you know. Um, when I did one with a fraternity, and I literally talked to the guy and explained to him everything I was bringing to the table to experience. And he would have done it, but the guy that was running, he was like the assistant. And the runner, the runner guy, the main guy wasn't there. All it was was a DJ and free haircuts. And that's okay too, mm-hmm. right? Because well, Javette said, like you guys are already it. doing it. Well, yeah, but, but there was the, no, but, there was no interaction. But there was no conversation. There was, there was when no. Uh, there was, there and was no talk. Loud. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, oh are, yeah, that, I, I, I do it. I do it. I did it at the chair. Yeah. I still want to find out who the person is and whatever. So I just, but the, but they never, as leaders, came and presented the platform to even dialogue, and there was. I mean, there was a bunch of people, probably like 45 people, male and female, and they were just all doing what, you know, college kids do when they sit there. And, you know, they liked watching the barbers cut, but there was no interaction because we didn't. And I guess what I'm really pointing at is the training. Um, And like Savannah says, it's funny how either, A, we don't get asked. I'm not, it's not my hater platform. We don't get asked, or if we're asked in, we don't get to contribute. Um, and it's not just us personally. I think other people who actually do bring a lot to the table maybe even feel the same way. I'm saying, in a nutshell, I want to make at least this statement to people who are listening. Big ups to Craig because he was like, you know, I want to do it. I want to launch it here. I'm going to listen to y'all. I'm going to call you. I'm connecting. That's what we had to do to actually get it even a step further. When Ohio State came up and said to us, you know, yeah. what is it that, that you guys do differently 
that is better than us, they accepted that. That we basically gave them what about five, ten, well, maybe about ten points where they were missing it, mm-hmm. and so they began to listen to us and support us with all of the education. So when I talk to barbers, one of the biggest problems I have is, uh, you know, hey, you want to do the barbershop talk with me? Well, what is that? Well, you know, we just kind of take a mental health approach and we kind of help people where they're kind of hurting. And then he's like, well, shoot, I could do that. And you ain't got to tell me nothing. I, I do that all day. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the biggest problem? Yeah, but, so, but what so, it is, that person is a person that's hurting too and right. they not realize that, that, that they hurt yeah, and right. they need some of this too. So, yeah. But yeah, it's exactly. just, and so then there's a ministry even in when yeah. we make those relationships <laughs> because we – you know, we've had that, and that's not the platform that they're on anymore. But, you know, even when we have this professional uh, college-level um, influence of, you know, what what they've done in their research and in their doctoral, that is a is another level of why we're more yeah, effective um, because we have, we have an understanding oh of things that are true. So we, we went through we – we had to go through teaching barbers how to listen, yeah, that's, that's what huge. I was going to say. Yeah. Listening is a skill. People are so good at it. Yeah, it's foundation number one. So that, that whole mentality was, shoot, I can't wait. You can't wait? You already know what you got to say? That's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I got to learn how to stop saying crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so there, there's that. And then there's the, the new information about root, root causes of situations. And that was one of the, if I can speak a word of empowerment to barbers right here and now, the thing that really tipped the scale, one of the big things that tipped the scale with Ohio State was when I told them how long it takes them to realize what's going on with the parents or whatever the circle that their family is. I'm like, we've been dealing with them since this person that's telling us this was a baby. And it it takes them like four to six months over therapy to get to the roots that we already seen and yes. we already know. And so, and so in these situations, we are not counselors. What we do is we use the, the God-given gift of, of basically if I had to put a label on as evangelism, we'll draw people and we'll kind of in, in, you know, encourage them. And so with that ability to make friends very quickly, if you can do it in five minutes, use a good barber. <laughs> you know, and then we make them comfortable to share we have to share first and then what we do is we give the professional the alley-oop now would they have ever come to a mental health program with doctors and counselors and all this other kind of stuff no they they don't they don't but no. it's up for us as barbers to use our influence and the, the the personal skills to make them comfortable enough and use our authority and pass it over to somebody who actually knows the, the uh specifics on on what's going on through training. So, yeah. so let me let me ask a question. Because you brought that to the yeah. table. Let let me, I just want to ask a question too. What um what is your sense around men and when you talk about healthcare professionals, therapists, counseling, what is their response to bringing that to the table? Is it Resistance, or are they a little more open to it? Well, well, the way the way that we're presenting it, they're a little more open to it because with us barbers, we have a special relationship with men that, um, to use an old term, we're like E.F. Hutton. If a barber says something to a man, they're more apt to listen to it. They're more apt to do it than if they hear it. 
from somewhere else on the street because the relationship that we have with them, the rapport, the friendliness, the able, this is the one thing that me and Chris talked about to um, the Ohio State and the other healthcare professionals. We have the power of touch. We're able to touch a brother, and that gives you a different connection to him than when you're sitting wow. across the desk from him. So, so, yeah, so when we say, "Hey, bro, you know, you, you ain't been acting right, man. I, I know you were kind of jittery, and I know, you know, somebody just passed in your life. What, you know, you might need to go get some professional counseling, woo, 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 and talk to them about, and then the benefits and the fact that we have a relationship with those individuals and." One thing I had insisted from Sarah and other individuals that we needed resources in the shop. So when we have an individual that's going through a crisis and needs some professional help, we have those tools on hand. Um, man, Chris, he was able, he had a, a situation like that where he had a brother that was going through a situation with his wife. And, you know, they need, they actually needed some professional help. And with the training that we've received from Ohio State and the best training and the relationships we have, Chris was able to provide them in, individuals with the information that they needed. And, I mean, like he was able to call somebody right there and f- with the man right there with him. You know, it wasn't a yeah. go home and do this. No, it was you need to, you need to make this call right now. And before, we didn't have those resources. We didn't have that power. We weren't able right. to give a man or a family those resources. But with the way everything has grown and the way we've developed relationships with the healthcare, uh, the healthcare professionals, we have those uh, things in line. So that makes brothers more comfortable. You know, because we're going to tell them about the football. We're going to talk about Donald Trump. Right, you know, here right. in the shop, we're going to talk about church. We're going to talk about relationships with women and all of that. And, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, what drink we're going to have tonight at the bar and if we're going to smoke some weed later. But we don't talk about how are you doing, brother, mentally. Right. But literally, you know, you know, Chris know, and other, uh, other barber professionals know, we have individuals that cry in the chair because this is the only time they're able to talk. So that's well, why the whole barbershop talk setting makes it comfortable for men to talk because they see themselves in a situation that they are regularly. So when we say barbershop talk, men are like, oh, barbershop talk, and it puts them in a calm place like, I'm familiar with yeah. the barbershop. I'm familiar with this setting, and now I get to be able to talk. And a lot of times this, you know, brothers are coming to these events, and they come to, and get to see their own barber. So I get to see my barber, and I get to see a healthcare professional at the same time. I'm more comfortable. I'm more apt to come out and yeah. open up with that situation. And I think that's so, so powerful, that's exactly particularly that. considering the um, – that when you talk about your influence, and that's what I became intrigued by, by getting into that space is, wow, like there's really a particular influence here in this relationship that isn't in other spaces. As a woman, I never experienced mm-hmm. a barbershop, you know, so I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. And then, you know, as an adult woman, seeing the influence men have over each other, even at times more so than the women in the man's life, mm-hmm. if they hear from, mm-hmm. you know, their barber or their brother, then it carries a different weight. 
because probably they realize exactly. they're not alone in that thing, but uh-huh. it carries a different weight. So it's such a pow- it's such a mm-hmm. powerful tool. I think that's there's some real change that's happening just by using mm-hmm. the words mental health in the black community. Exactly. Oh, yeah. and, and see, and see uh, another thing is who are, on average, who are the healthcare professionals? Who are yeah, that's the whole other thing. White women, their middle, you know, the 30, the 35 to 45 white woman. No, she doesn't know about the barbershop. One, because women, you rarely see women in a white barbershop. The whole dynamic of a white barbershop is totally different than the black barbershop. But then to have a white woman in a black barbershop, that's far and few between. And the women, white women that come in here, they're usually not healthcare professionals. So they don't, excuse me, they don't know what goes on in the barbershop, and they don't know the power that the barbers have with the community. Uh, uh, when me and Chris went to the training um, at O State, and we were talking to them about how men open up and the things we talk about, one thing they said to us was like, you know what? You guys are the first, uh, you guys are the first responders. No disrespect yeah. to fire, police, and EMS, but in healthcare, we are the first responders because men tell us stuff first before they tell anybody else. They were like, yeah. you guys are the first, you guys are the, the, the real heroes of, of, of mental health because men say stuff in the barbershop that they will never, ever, ever say sitting on the couch with a healthcare professional. Never. So, yeah, I mean, true. and taking that to the next level because, again, working with youth and families, my question is always, like, how do you cultivate that in our young people? So I would be in a youth program in the the young ladies would take mm-hmm. over the conversation and I would I would I learned as I watched that to actually be intentional in saying young ladies give the young men space to talk well then we would do that and the dude mm-hmm. would sit there with crickets and it's like what's happening so then yeah, trying to create that's, that's space for dynamic. the young men to feel yeah. confident right like no like you need exactly. to you need to be able to talk the girls need to be quiet there needs to be balance, yeah. and then but take see, turns see, in conversation. That whole dynamic. Now the whole dynamic is we can't be vulnerable. We can't show weakness. We can't cry. And if you start opening up in that situation, one of those three is going to happen, and you can't do that around the girls because when you leave that setting, they're going to be talking about you. Right. So he was in there crying. He was doing this. He was, no, that's not cool as a young man to do as the, the young ladies talking about you like that. So, no, if I get in that space, I'm not going to say nothing around the girl. I want them to think, think I'm as cool as, as, as I can be. So, no, I'm not going to show them that I'm hurting. Yeah. But unfortunately, we, we, we had to face that um, when we were doing our planning as, as this project grew because there were a lot of women that wanted to come in, but then they wanted to come into the room with the men. And um, what I thought at that time is that it would create size. Um, I think that men have a, a perception of women and women have a perception of men that when men are together, they may not join together as quickly as all the women would join together and be against the men. But we didn't want to separate 
that opportunity for um, women to come in and get, you know, some mental health support and have a dialogue. So we actually created mm-hmm. rooms for women, and then usually it's not a woman that's just coming on her own. Uh, we have one lady that wanted to send her husband and be in the room with him. That was her intent. She didn't want to be in the room with the women. But, she, you know, that that was my yeah, no, that's not gonna and work. I And I said something to her. And I encouraged her to go to the other room, and it ends up she came out, and it was good for her um, because yeah. the women did their. Th- I've never been in the women's room, but yeah, yeah we we did. That is that was an issue, and we had to sort it out, and that's how we we kind of handled it. And it's been pretty successful, don't you think? Yeah, because the women's part is growing. Mm-hmm. And see, Chris, and see, 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 Tiffany, Chris. I don't think Chris knows this part, but but from seeing that situations like that, I actually, I actually contacted Tiffany and Kim because I wanted to do a women's room where but in this room it was the women to support the men that was going to start talking not the way they was doing it the other time but this way is yeah. when, it, when we get these brothers to start opening it up oh, it's yeah. just how do you receive that man how do you support that man and don't put him back in that cell so but um, I'll say this and, 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 but what happened was with this one, uh, when I took that idea back to the men's ministry, they wanted this first one just to be for the men, and then the that next one, the the, the 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 ones we come, the ones we have uh, after this one to add that room. So you know, I took it back to them, and I'm listening. And the whole thing about this one, I'm listening to what the men at the ministry said, and they even had charts on what they wanted to talk about or some points they wanted to stress. In the men's ministry, so and Chris, that's why the meeting was so oh, yeah. different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they had right. stuff. So what we did was, uh, several of them took notes. So we tailored the questions and then we tailored the way we're going to handle it tomorrow around the things that the men's ministry wanted to talk about. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it's yeah. more that where where we where we were listening to what the men and this group wanted more than just what we wanted to talk about because at the end and this was a problem I've been having is that we don't have any results we don't have any ways to yes. um, to, to to know if we're being effective or not so with this one we've got an exit survey to where the men tell us exactly yes. what they liked, what they didn't like and what they, we can change moving forward so we, we've, we've learned from the past few ones from the, the original testing conversations to you know the uh the barbershop talks with the with the wellness walk and you know as we do more we we're growing and we're we're learning how to be more effective with these talks and not where uh we just leave and everybody say it was great one day but then you know there's no follow up or there's no continual information on um how to get brothers to talk so that's what we're looking for. We're looking to be able to um, get brothers to talk, but be able to see the results somehow, some way. So when we go forward, we know how to be more effective to uh, the brothers going forward. So, but all right, man, what's up? man? It's almost eight o'clock, y'all. Y'all see how we do? We can get to start talking and the time go away. Yeah. But y'all, I, I, I think y'all, I think y'all, I think y'all. So. Hey, you've been in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez right here on Blog Talk Radio for the last 55 minutes for a 30-minute show. But, hey, 
just like Pastor say in church, we ain't on no schedule. When it get good, we just keep it going. So, hey, y'all, I thank you, Chris, Miss Tiffany. I thank yeah, you thank so you, much man. for coming on and, and, and helping the people learn more about what the Barbershop Talk is. And hopefully tomorrow, y'all, Barbershop Talk, the name, the, the name is Brother, It's Okay to Talk. We're going to be at New Birth Christian Ministries, 3475 Refugee Road, right here in Columbus, Ohio, from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, vendors will start being there about 5.30. Registration starts at 6. Oh, and Chris, here's another thing. When they register, they get a packet uh, yeah. with the age study and all that stuff anyway. So they have some stuff in their hands. So, y'all, from 6 to 7 will be registration. We're going to start from 7 uh, to 9 o'clock, and hopefully somebody's life will be changed and, uh, we will have, like, a crisis room because what we found out the past couple times that we start doing this and some brothers have opened up and have actually needed professional attention and have been taken straight to the hospital because they needed uh, medical attention that they really didn't know that they needed or that they were uh, avoiding. So um, I'm looking for a powerful event, and I just thank everybody that's, you know, taking their time out to share it, post it, pray for us, even the ones that hate hate, hate on us and, and hopefully that we crash. We, we're using that energy and we're going forward. So tomorrow, uh, Miss Tiffany, your vision from Touching Conversation will be at Newburgh uh, Barbershop Talk. So hopefully you can make it out. Uh, tell a brother, tell a friend, bring somebody out. And um, y'all again. Thank you for supporting In the Barber Zone. It's 2020. Uh, we're going to bring some more shows, some more uh, content that uh, we're talking about the community and some stuff that will bless some people's lives. So until, hey, until Wednesday, we're coming back Wednesday to find out, you know, some results on what did you think about Barbershop Talk if you if you were at the event. So, again, thank you. Perk will be in the building. Miss Tiffany, I, I, I pray you'll be in the building, and we're praying for a successful event. Uh, y'all, until Wednesday, have a great one. Come get your head right. And, hey, you're always in the barber zone with your man, Shavir. Have a good night. Peace. We're out of here. Turn it out. Turn it out.